There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Okay, guys, Christmas is coming up. Yay! Tis the season. Oh, yeah. And, guys, I want to know, um, who is the last person that you always end up buying gifts for? Mm. The last person on your list. For me, it's my husband. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I just, I leave it for the last one because I never know what to get him. It's like the New York Knicks. How much stuff can I buy him? Why don't you just get him an actual New York Nick? Yeah, that'd you be know? good. Like, have someone come to the house. Like, Yo, Carmelo's a free agent. Carmelo's wow. free right now. Yeah. I would not mind. Pardon me, Lala. But, um, my husband looked like Melo, so it would be nice to have two of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, for me, it's the super. Sometimes I get him gifts, and sometimes I don't. But I know that I have to wait till like the last second to see if he's really been good for the year. So mm. if he unclogs the toilets, kills some mice, then yeah, yeah I'll get him a, I'll okay. get him a Gift, if he killed gift. some mice, is yeah. he naughty or nice? There we go. Hello. Right. Franklin? Well, guys, you know, you guys know I don't celebrate Christmas, but the only person I do get a gift for is my mom. Oh, uh, that's it. Uh, you wait till the last second, though? Always. Okay. You know, Sweet. The after Christmas is cheaper. The after yeah. Christmas sale, yeah. yeah you're, but your mom's in DR, so you could come up with an excuse. Yo, 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 la mandera, 24, yo. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Jamie? Uh, me, the last person I buy a gift for is myself. Right? Treat yourself. But yeah. I, I can do it a couple days after Christmas. I don't have to, it doesn't have to arrive Yo, the so night of. So you don't get like drunk and buy something and forget and then it's on its way? Like it's almost a surprise. Oh, I know. I do that all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, why did I buy this uh, surfboard? The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. thing is getting really loud now bro <laughs> like you'll clear out a block with those uh if i'm gonna bring back the yo yo yos love it i'm gonna bring it back yeah you know, like just stomped on it no no, no we want to encourage your yo yos 
I feel like last week there was like five yo-yos and we're like, yo, last week the energy was a little, I mean, it was a great episode, but Frank had a talk with me. You know what I mean? And Frank said, I need you. Boca, the energy wasn't there because the yo's weren't there. Yeah. real. So did you get therapy for it? I, I, I did some, um, meditation, Hmm. you know, I was like, yoga, yoga. Oh, Wait, we would play a sound effect. We would play a sound effect. But we got feedback from a listener. So. What is up with this yeah, feedback? You... Yeah. So, Jamie, you know. Now, okay, let's let's get specific with the feedback. Somebody just said what? Too so we got our ratings on um, iTunes. and We, we got, usually get love. We got a tremendous amount of love. Five stars. But we got four stars. Whoa. Because apparently they love our show very, very, yes. very much. But we were kind of ODing with the sound effects for the last few weeks. Okay. So with that being said, I think we're going to be more precious. Is this a New Year's resolution now? It's like yeah. let's less less sound more yos, less sound effects, more yos, less sound effects. <laughs> um, less well, that's calories. fine. What I'd like to say is very important that this is the Latinos Allow podcast, yeah. season four, episode fifteen. <laughs> People, happy quinceañera, everybody! Time, for the fourth time. Barely legal. Yeah. yeah. Barely, no, we're still not legal. Yeah. Hi, yeah. everyone. We didn't do it at the top, but guess what? I'm Rachel La Loca. And I'm uh, Michael Diaz, also known as Juan Bago. Jay first. Bless you. Thank you. Mr. Frank Nibs. Hello, everyone. Hello. What's going on? Salutations. 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 Our final live episode. Wow. Christmas is really upon us, you guys. And that means the end of our season. Yes. Our own Christmas season. Yes. Yes. I can't believe it either, but a break is nice. Of course. A break is good to refresh, Mm. recalibrate. Yeah. Absolutely. The last time we took a break uh, is when you gave birth. And that was like six months ago. Wow. It was only four months ago. (laughs) Just want to let you know. No, of course. Because you know every month. trouble, man. No, she knows. Because Benji, every month, she takes that picture. Four months. Three months. We didn't talk about this. And I'm not even trying to make this public. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to confess. I was a day late. I know that. Wow. I was a day late. Yeah, he was sucks. four months in a day, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I thought today wow. was the fourteenth. How could you? How you could just, I? You just trick people. You put TBT like you posted it originally, <laughs> but you never did. No, that's how I you can't. do it. He's the—he's my second. Son. I mean, I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but there are two of them now. Yeah. By the way, listen, I'm not gonna lie. Look, um, obviously, I follow you on social media. Thank you I am for one that. Of the individuals that actually follows you on Instagram. Thank you. And I, I, can't, I can't lie. That picture with Benji and DJ with Santa. Oh, that got so, me. I got, I got, yo, I got you. Tea, I got you. I got you. Son. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. How come Benji didn't get a solo? I saw that DJ got a Here solo. Here we go. Ouch. The reason why is because you Donovan, no, before rumors start, <laughs> Donovan is no longer in a stroller or a car seat, so he's free to go. So as soon as we got off the elevator at Bloomingdale's, he fucking ran to Santa. <laughs> he ran to Santa. I had to then take Benjamin out, and he's strapped in. He's in a little car seat, you know what I'm saying? So Donovan was like, boom, I'm ready for pictures. Santa, what's good? I need a train, a farm, and a cheesecake. (laughs) Cheesecake? That's very Strauss Moniz. Very Strauss Moniz. Did he always have this like open relationship with Santa? (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, yo, Shanna, check this out. Yo, Santa. Um, he was yeah. good. He was good. I'm exaggerating a little, but no, he really did well with Santa and that picture. See, it, it tickled me at the moment, but now that I see it in film, I'm just like, these are my prize possessions. Yeah, These are my that was a nice two. These are really nice pick. Things that make me the happiest in the world. It's and so nice. It's beautiful to see it's them beautiful. together. How is it um, the relation with you and Santa? Like, do you have an offside talk? Do you talk to the Santa? I'm do you talk you to the asked. real man behind Santa? So the thing is, you guys know, like, I'm an actor. I have so much fun with this. Hmm. I have so much fun with the. I spoke to Santa last night. <laughs> I sure did, and he said that if you don't sit on the potty and try some new vegetables at school, he's gonna pass right by this apartment. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's like there's so much fun Santa texted me 10 minutes ago and was like lol you're funny loca and tell little Donovan that he's gotta eat carrots so you've been using it the whole month on him huh fuck yeah wow. that is so is that advice yeah. to parents advice use two things Santa and the elf on the motherfucking shelf oh, oh I, I forgot about, about him no, man. that's a pain in the ass yo I that's don't really care difficult. it really works oh, it's I heard you can buy a cat so it could be an excuse <laughs> that if the elf in the shelf doesn't move the night before, you could be like, well, he broke his leg, so he can't move Swear to God. So separately. It's a clumsy elf. He had a lot to drink the night before. There's a lot of deception right now with Rachel and these and these Christmas, you know, figures. A lot of this stuff is for adults. It's not even for kids. Just look into that. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Good. How about you guys? Uh, you got Room 28 was very busy. Yeah. You, you guys, guys had something on a Friday week. and a Saturday. Well, we had a show uh, on Friday. Um, it was actually kind of like a corporate type show. That, uh -huh. uh, and we didn't really advertise it because we were, so our audience was coming from the building mm -hmm. itself. So we expected a lot of people from the building to show up. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big office building like around Wall Street. Um, and we, you know, we got kind of, you know, a section filled, <laughs> like a nice Yeah, it was section. a private gig, and we were gig. over at um, the Meredith Corporation. That sounds, that sounds like something like from Terminator or RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> the Meredith Corporation, we make robot cops that shoot. But we performed in a beautiful building in the Brookfield Place by the World Trade Center, which oh, yeah. is a gorgeous building. It's like this fancy-ass mall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, we performed in the Henry Luce Theater. The Henry Luce Theater. And the thing is, with these gigs, so you like, you get hired to perform. The show must go on no matter what. Right. Yeah. Mm. But what we did is Room Twenty Eight. We were like, oh, it's that type of show. Mm -hmm. Everybody, get ready. Get ready, because we loose and we don't give a rat's ass right yeah. now about mm. like being, you know, what's the word, Jamie? Prepared. <laughs> 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 off book? No, we brought. Uh, no, we were off We book. just brought like you know we brought a lot of the the improv kind of skills that we mm. that we possess. And, Laughter you know, too, like certain people just got on stage and right away was laughing for no reason. Uh, well, Rachel on the first sketch actually. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> she she got the giggles on the first sketch. I don't even right when she comes out. I don't know. Okay, really? I do. Okay, so the first that you know what though? Shame on Jerry for picking the three kings as the first sketch. Okay. Yeah. Because okay, so we were the three kings, and um, it was the sketch that you and I actually did in mm. the Christmas show mm. two years. 
years ago. Mm-hmm. You where, played the Virgin Mary. And you and played, played Joseph. Joseph. He played the Virgin Joseph. Is <laughs> <laughs> that based on a true story? Yeah, yeah. So I played Melchior, one of the kings. This time right? she was playing one of the kings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I have to say there was a little learn there was a learning curve in the beginning because you guys are so comfortable in your characters. And here I am coming in new as a new character that I'm not used to playing before. So it was kind of different. She was for a little me. self-conscious. She was like, Does the king does a king look like this? <laughs> Would a king stand like this? Like what do kings do for fun? Yeah, should I wear a sports bra? Like, should I make them smaller as this king? No, but Jamie gave me the best advice. He was like, yo... Do, do your Jewish voice. Mm. And so I tried mm. it in rehearsal and I loved it. Yeah. Mm. So I was the Jewish Melchior, but I just came out laughing. It's just too yeah. funny of a, of a visual, first of all, to see you and Jerry as kings mm-hmm. and just the whole sketch. And then we were talking backstage. It was just that kind of show. It was that kind no, of show. Of um, it was giddy. We got, you know, we added stuff that wasn't there. And then it's always fun to see how that turns Look, out. I got to give you props. I know sometimes you get very like, uh, but... What does that mean? I'm about to tell you. So you guys didn't have sound. So you didn't have like gunshots or anything like no that. No audio cues. And and I think you got shot twice. And twice you had to kind of play it <laughs> off. And it's like, oh, silent bullet. And everyone well, yo, started saying. Oh, when you said that? Yeah. Because oh, silent my bullet. God. That scene actually like, all right, we didn't have a bullet. So they were like, bring out a cup and pretend you got poisoned. So I didn't, I forgot the cup. They told me that like 10 minutes before. No, you're going to pretend that you're poisoned. I'm like, okay. I forget the cup. That sounds like a Jerry note. (laughs) Yeah, it was a Jerry note. Gag a little, and then you fall on the floor, and you say you die. So then when I'm out there, I'm like, oh shit, I got to play this off. I got to pretend something happens to me. So in that moment, I was just like, oh. Silent bullet, <laughs> and people laughed at it. They thought they yeah, knew. They, did. they knew what was so going funny. on. They knew what was going on. It All was right. so funny. So Saturday, I'm sorry I wasn't able to make it. What did you guys do? Saturday was. I'm still trying to figure out what we did. Um, but we got booked to. I'll tell you what it was, and then we'll talk about the experience because it's still kind of like. It's still hitting me. Like well, I remember what we the did. last episode, so you kind of set it up. You were like saying it's going to be 30th anniversary, 30th year yes. anniversary at 30th the warehouse. 30th anniversary celebration of coming to America, yeah. that great mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy film. Yes. And it was at a warehouse or what we thought was a warehouse. Turns out to be an old door factory mm-hmm. in Masspeth, <laughs> Queens. Holy cow. What? Holy cow. It's like near Long Island, no? So No, it's just like over there by like behind the mall, like where nobody really goes. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys Saturday it's like we're maf- mafia mafia dogs furry bodies there were no bodegas bury him in Mavspeth alright <laughs> anyway so we pull up and we see the sign which made us feel safer we're like okay good like you know here and then people people just came dressed like coming to America it was like yeah. really? it was like coming to America cosplay it was like a comic con wow just for that movie though you know what I mean are you serious you had like the 60 year old white man dressed like he was from Zamunda. Yeah, which was very inappropriate looking. <laughs> very. Yeah, they had like a McDowell's activation area. They had an Air Zamunda activation area. Wow. And room, activation there was a girl like, uh, dressed as a Soul Glow bottle. Soul Glow, you know, Mitchell Soul! 
<laughs> that was so funny. Oh my gosh. So tell me. So So like she came she okay, so we were in like a private room that people had to like look like they needed a password to get in. Oh. So it was funny. We were messing with the first so audience. Cool. Yeah, we were like, yeah. So they came in and um we had a nice audience that first show. We did the same show four times yeah. in one night. Yeah, basically four mics and we just kind of we we looked like we were about to perform like spoken word poetry or some shit, but <laughs> we we're, we're, we just we started doing all the barbershop scenes and coming to America. That was what we got paid to do. You know, the guy wanted us to just read through, do the voices. You know, that was cool. Because he saw us perform at the United Palace yeah. doing United the same Palace. thing last year. Right. And was then he, he there? Yeah. Was he there present? He, he was there the at the United Palace. No, no, no. I'm saying every time you perform all yeah. four times, he every was there. Every time. Uh, yeah. So he was peeping you guys. Not only that. No, I think he's just a real fan because he was laughing his ass he off was. each <laughs> time. So that's all that counts. If he laughs, then. He was laughing his ass off. Yeah. And so, you know, the kind of the energy that we had Friday kind of. We also had that same kind of energy on Saturday because we had to, we were like, all right, we finished with the scripts. Let's just mess around and start talking to the audience. And Rachel starts asking questions, do, doing her usual <laughs> Q&As to the audience. <laughs> okay, guys, 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 who's your favorite character in Yo, coming to America? Yo, can we just She did that. She did that. Mine's too. And then we started doing Room 28 sketches. We started reading Room 28 sketches. Wait, so, you yeah. guys you guys didn't even mention that I did an impromptu Q&A on Friday night. I was like, uh, all right, you guys want a Q&A? Classic Great. Rachel awkward Q&A. No Q needed. No one's prepared. I'll just do the A. Let's just do that. It was great. Boom. Friday and Saturday were both pretty, I would say, like awesome. Yeah. Like they were different, atypical type gigs for Room 28. And it just allowed us to become better. And especially with the improv that we were doing, and then the sketch behind my back. Mm. Okay. Yeah, awesome. the Rune 28 sketch that we didn't tell her that we didn't tell her we were going to do. And she was already a little tipsy, a little. Oh. And yeah, they gave us like a million tecates. Yeah. I downed like four of them. So wow. I was like, Rachel, we're about to do um, Fairy Talento, which is a sketch that we do. She was like, wait, what? Who? <laughs> Where? <laughs> How? But it was great. It was great. Great experience. Great awesome. week. Great weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's time now for the world famous Bochicha Bites. Woo! I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Aye. Bochicha Bites. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Bochicha Bites. What up, everybody? What's, what's, up? Yo, 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 what's up, Jay? What's going on, what's man? On, this is like man. the last bite of the year. Yeah, this is yeah. it. This is the uh, final bochicha bites. No wow. pressure. The final bite we got here. Um, okay, so on the last bites of the year, it is only yes. right that we we start with probably the person who has been mentioned the most this year on the bochicha bites. Your favorite bochicha bite, Cardi B. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So Cardi B, she was in the Ow. middle. Uh, she was in the middle of performing at, at the Rolling Loud Festival in L.A. She was a headliner. Uh, when stagehands began wheeling uh, red and white rose bouquets from both sides. Mm. And, I, you know, she looked, at first she was like, what the, what the hell is this? Yo, what is this? <laughs> but after <laughs> noticing that the flowers spelled out, take me back Cardi. Oh. She, sees, she sees Offset, uh, you know, her new... You know, her new ex-husband. Offset <laughs> walks on stage. He's carrying another bouquet, which, according to TMZ, costs $15,000. Damn. For flowers? For flowers. That's a, that's a hundredth what I spend for. That's a whole botanical garden and shit. <laughs> I don't even spend $15 for flowers. The guy in the deli always gives me a good discount. 
He hooks me up. It's like one rose in a bouquet of like other random flowers. I give you a good price. Don't worry. They won't die till tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, back to the very public apology. Uh, so Offset just proceeded to, to apologize. He said, I just want to tell you I'm sorry, bruh, in front of the world. Wow. So He said bruh? That's his pet name for her, bruh. Wow. Wow. Rachel, does that wow. call you bruh? Car- Cardi bruh. Definitely not. Frank. Cardi bruh. Cardi Frank, bruh. have you ever called a woman bruh? Uh, that's like sweet to some thoughts nowadays. So, okay. bro, I bro, think so. Really? I think so. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, I know ma, ma, but ma, 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 ba, but bra, ba, bra. <laughs> that's when it starts getting tricky. It's like, oh shit, sorry. No, her name is Pamela. You can say uh, pa, pa. Yeah, there you go. Um, now look, you uh, in the video, you couldn't hear that what Cardi was saying, but she obviously her body language was like, yo, I'm not. I'm not ready to jump into this dude's arms yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like He said kick rocks, sh- I think they heard. Yeah, that's what they, they, they thought they heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because this dude was, he was caught trying to initiate a three-way. Wow. Or as he refers, as Offset refers to it, a menage a bras. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And she wasn't having it. That, that would have been a sound effect, but this yeah, week, right, 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 yeah, right Okay. Either way, um, in this continuing sa- saga of Cardi B and Offset, um, and other relationships with famous rappers that just don't work out. I still say my thing. I feel like all rappers cheat, right? Mm. Yeah, like, I'm not blaming that. Cardi, think, yeah. but I'm blaming anyone who decides to marry or even date a rapper. I mean, you're supposed to cheat, I think. If you're that's a rapper. You're supposed thing. to. What does that mean? You're supposed so to go to jail. You're supposed to go to jail, and you're supposed to cheat. They rap about cheating and take drugs and make it rain. Yeah, make it and rain. make it rain. There you go. Um, they speaking because they'll hip hop into you know anybody's bed. Basically. Oh God, uh, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie. Shakardi, wait. My question: Should Cardi forgive Offset no, though? Eventually, no. like, come on. I, mean, I think no. she should. When the scars no. heal, yeah. No, I, I think she should. No, because he's really, he's really trying his best right now. He's yeah. spending a lot of money on flowers. Hey, he he went, got a big I, flower budget. He went on a rant. I saw a rant in a video. He was like, "Yo, yeah, ma, he's been on like, Instagram too. I really miss you, ma. Yo, he was talking in Spanish. Yeah, like, he, he was, he was like, "Yo, what? I miss my baby. He was like, "Mamacita, some shit like that. Yo." Amor, mi amor, like yeah, 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 yeah. basic words, basic yeah. words. Rachel, Rachel, you being the only woman on here, what you? I think? knew it was gonna come to me. <laughs> you know, Frank does that. Like, yo, uh, you Yo, got uh, you got boobs. But uh, seriously, bro, nah, Rachel, what's seriously, bro, what you think? No, I don't know. But like, listen, if you got a baby with the, come on, they're gonna, they're gonna. I think they did. They get married? Are they getting married? They, they did. supposedly got married. They're getting divorced. They're, 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 they're gonna break. Oh no, this is a divorce. Let's see what Rachel thinks. It's sad. I mean, I can't really comment. I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what goes on behind closed doors? You know what I'm saying? And three ways going in Offset's world. Three ways are going on. Yeah, so if that doesn't float her boat, you know, then keep it moving. She's so young. Yeah. She's yeah. in her 20s. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully in the next year we have more, you know, upbeat news about upbeat bites uh regarding her cuz right okay. now this ain't good news for her, but um she'll be okay. She'll be yeah. okay. Um next bite though, Sesame Street uh, has a new homeless puppet. Huh? Oh. A homeless Oscar- puppet. Wait, I thought Oscar the Grouch was... Uh, no, he lives in the garbage. He's actual garbage. Oh. He's actual garbage. Trash. He's actually trash. He's not homeless. His home is the trash can. Oh. No. <laughs> you guys don't think he looks like a butt of weed? 
Oscar? Uh, yeah. You think he was like a bud? I never thought of that. Wow, uh, Rachel. <laughs> so Take that, a good look at Oscar. <laughs> so the, 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 the producers want to teach the, the young viewers about homelessness by, by introducing this new puppet, this mm. homeless puppet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess Sesame Street's not completely gentrified yet. I don't know. Does he ask the kids for cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> what does Papa. he do? My thing, is, is Bill de Blasio the mayor of Sesame Street now? Because this homeless is. thing is getting way out of control here. <laughs> it's probably happening in Sesame Street now, too. That's a political puppet joke, if you if gotta. Uh, it's deep. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? I think. Yeah, follow the human feces. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know you're there when you see a dirty puppet exposing himself to his big bird to someone else. <laughs> um, to, uh, but yeah, I think Sesame Street has officially become Skid Row now. Like, it's like, this is... <laughs> you would think, it moved to HBO. You would think, like, you know, we'll get a little better. Oh, um, okay. Selling weed in, like, Hooper's store. <laughs> the back of Hooper's store and shit. <laughs> all right, all right. But, yo, um, anyway, I, I hope Sesame Street, you know, gets its act together. Okay. Uh, and final bite. Mm. Oh, oh, of the year. Final bite of, of the, the year. Final bite of the year. Of and this the is year. A yes. Yes. Um, damn. Check it out. Uh, like, uh, so a crazy woman on, on, a, on a New York City train. Yeah. Which happens a lot. Um, she was kicking an, an 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 umbrella swinging at this at an innocent woman. Another yeah, woman. Yeah. Remember seeing the video. She was ended up being detained by someone known who is now known all throughout New York as Platano Man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now his. His, this guy's secret identity, his name is Juan Ayala. Juan. This is his Clark Kent name. Um, <laughs> uh, this guy detained this, this woman, this psychotic woman, right, until the cops came. What? He citizens arrested her. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> just random people, like, are citizens arrested. Like, that's going to be. Platano man. Yeah. Um, uh, so, look, he's, the Platano man has become a folk hero, and. We decided to put out the the, the plat single the plat signal. Yes, Is that what I'm yes, the platinum the sign. The plat signal and invited him on the show. And Ooh. guess what, everybody? He's here. Yeah. Holy cow! This we even have an intro. This is a big deal. <laughs> Play the intro there. Yeah. Welcome, bro. Welcome, welcome. Man. That yeah. was yeah. Awesome. Oh my god, what an intro! How does it feel being the talk of New York right now? Oh man. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for making me the talk of your podcast today. Oh Absolutely. my god! Yeah. Round of applause for you guys. LOL, taking over. Wow, for real. How's this week been for you? Front page. Of the Daily News. Twice in a row. Yeah. Twice Holy in a row. Wow. And Saturday. Yo, that's crazy, man. News. Holy cow. How did that, how did that feel? Like, did they come to you? Did they call you and say, hey, we're thinking about putting you on the front page? Or did you just wake up and like, what the hell? <laughs> that, I, that's I me. Up, what the hell? <laughs> well, well, first Thursday, I woke up and I, I woke up to uh, my boy telling me, which Wednesday night was my fear of waking up to, which I think anybody's fear of waking up to is your boy texting you and saying, yo, you're on World Star. <laughs> oh, oh, Of the time, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yo, yo, my man, yo, turn up your phone right after this, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want wool stop. Leave town, my friend. Be out. Uh, and 
track. <laughs> I would have definitely had to start Ubering after that. <laughs> you know what? The train is canceled. <laughs> so yeah, Wednesday you 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 were told you were on World Star. Right. So all right, Tuesday it happened. Wednesday I was processing it. Thursday I wake up to the news that it's blowing up. It's on World Star. Now my phone is literally like DMs, text messages, phone calls. NBC, Fox, Damn. Channel 11. I'm at that... the top of Reddit now. Um, like, it's, it's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the celebs who've been hitting me up. Shout out to Luis Guzman. Oh, shit. Uh, right. Pachang in the building. Right. Shout out to Congressman Espaya. Right. Right. Yo, right. I'm going to Washington. Yo, I'm getting flued Whoa. out. Yeah. Flued out. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before <laughs> anything, if it's not too late, I could be Yucca Man. Yo, hey. And I could be a psychic and you can officially introduce me when you go to DC and I, I'll have like oh, a, a chicka outfit. Fact. He's trying to Great piggyback. Idea. No, he's trying to piggyback off your success. Don't let, don't let him. Yo, Juan, we out. <laughs> okay, I know you've been talking about it um, this whole week. Can you give us like a Cliff Snow's version, a, a summary of what actually went down that day? So I'm sitting down, minding my own business, listening to my Will Smith CD. And uh, nah. <laughs> Millennium? Yeah. <laughs> it don't make sense now. Yeah, you know, it you don't make me? sense. What that, that gets anybody hype. That's what you play in the gym. Right. Will Smith saves the world. Right, exactly. When you're doing curls, you're listening to Welcome to Miami. That's that motivation. In a black joint. <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> Big Willie style. Uh, no, but uh, in all seriousness, so I'm, I'm chilling. Uh, listen to music, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, to my, I look to my right, and then I notice that this lady's just going off on this little girl. Um, so obviously I take my headphones off because there's some tea going down, and mm. I'm a New Yorker, and we don't know how to mind our business. Mm. <laughs> so as a content creator, I was like, oh, this is some content I can create. Nice. Hence the funny facial expressions and me not taking it seriously at first. Right. So here I am looking at this uh, crazy lady digging in her, her, her Barney bag of terror, not knowing what she's about to pull out after she done just took off her gloves, put away her, uh, her sunglasses, and tied her hair back like she wasn't oh, about shit. to get into a world star fight. <laughs> oh, damn. Because you know when a girl tied her hair back, it's going it's down. Going it's going down. down. Yeah, for real. Basement, elevator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's doing it right now. I don't know. Yeah. You're gonna... Go ahead. I'm ready. Don't start oh, swinging. Don't start Everybody swinging. Step back. Hold up. Arrest me, Platano man. Go right ahead. Try Listen, it. Listen, this episode is very Brooklyn and Dominican. Two things that get me hyped, son. <laughs> Bring the ruckus. <laughs> Tell the story. God damn it. I'm dying. Let me land the plane here. So she starts smiling out with her umbrella. Then she reaches in for her keys and she does this little technique where she... She does this like Wolverine Vega from oh, Street Fighter, puts the keys in between oh, her knuckles. Oh, shit is on. Come on. And I'm like, oh, is she about to hit her with the whatever she calls. I, we got to make up a name for this thing because the putting the keys in the middle of the fingers thing is kind of crazy. That's a late night parking lot, yeah, like yeah, yeah, especially yeah. white women. They're like, yo, I'm gonna put my keys between for between my, my yeah, fingers, yeah. and that's gonna be my weapon. Hell weapon yeah, I do that shit all the time. Oh, you do it too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daytime. Okay. Daytime. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, no, yeah. only at night. Only at night. In the dog park, yo. Fuck that. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> so I'm right. on the edge of my seat. All right. So she does all this just to start Chung Lee kicking her. <gasps> and 
the little girl reacts and shout out to her. She bossed up and she was like, yo, chill out. Like she started yelling at her at that point. Shout out to the man in a brown leather jacket and the other guy in a black jacket. Honorable mentions. They jumped in <laughs> and they try to stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, as much as they tried, they really didn't want to physically like push her back yeah. or hold her or, you know, they was they was just trying to mind their business just like everybody else on the train that day. And just like I yelled out in the train, it was too early for that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on. Yeah. I haven't even had my bacon, egg, and cheese at that point. I was tight. Come on. Cinnamon raisin bagel or no? Just no, not the cinnamon okay, raisin bagel. Right. Sometimes maybe, but okay. I'm a little I'm a little bougie. I like to get in a croissant with avocado. Someone's gonna name someone's gonna name that the Platinum Man special tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why she call you? She called you a Muslim? What else she, she called you? She called me Muhammad Atta. Now, for those oh, that don't know, that's messed up. Muhammad Atta is the, the guy who hijacked the 9-11 plane. <gasps> right. Damn. So it wasn't just a regular, just let me call him Muhammad because he looks Muslim. It's let me do my research oh, yeah. and, and dive deep into my racism. D- deep dive of uh, this. Wow. Yeah. Like, deep dive this. And what was wow. your, what was your, your nice. reply after she said that? Yeah, it was some well thought out hate. Um, <laughs> and, my, and my reply was... Bitch, I'm Dominican. Yes, that's gotta be like a Dembo song for 2019. Somebody put a sample and remix it. If y'all listening out here, shout out to all my producers, beat makers out there. Yo, switch this up, make like a dubstep, a reggaeton, a Dembo out of this. Especially when she's saying fuck off. Like, yo, before the beat drop, fuck off. Yo, I just read today she's an attorney. Yeah, so she's an attorney, turns out. The plot thickens. Yeah, the plot wow, thickens. That's crazy. Yes. Somebody <laughs> who has literally put time into studying, into uh, all these books, into all the exams. Yeah, into all, like, to get her, like, masters years. in what she's yeah. doing. Years. Just to, like, spew out all this ignorance. It didn't make sense. It didn't add up yeah. until the Daily News hit me up. Shout out to my Daily News peoples over there. All right. Hit me up with the tea. They was like, yo, listen, Platinum Man, because you know, we're on a phone. Oh, no, nah, it's like a red phone now. You get a phone call, like, oh, hey. Oh, shit, New York, New York's hometown paper. What up, yo? Get me Platinum on? Man on line one. <laughs> I'm done. It lights up green. <laughs> so then what happened? I'm dying. So <laughs> shout out to Mike Gartland. So I'm like, yo, Mike, yeah, what's going on? So he's like, hey, is this the friendly neighborhood Platinum Man? I'm like, yeah, Mike, yo, you already know what time it is. You call my number. So um so I'm talking to Mike, and Mike's like, yo, listen, so here's what's going down. She's 40 years old. Her name is Anna. She just got a divorce. He had all the tea, bro. It was like, Damn. I didn't even need to go in the shade room for this. Oh, wow. My man Mike Damn. was the whole shade room. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, where? So, so what else? He's like, yo, she got a seven-year-old son. So then we start deep diving into this, and we're like, yo, so obviously she's not crazy because, one, she didn't throw out the N-word. She knew what word to throw out because if she would have thrown out the N-word, the video would have only been on World Star. Hmm. Um, Yes. Sounds like a Frank Spiracy. Mm. I like where this is going. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said to myself, listen, she has to be, she's going through a divorce right now. And I was like, oh, she must really love this dude for it to be driving her this crazy because she's not crazy. Right. 
So she must have probably had an argument with him that morning. Mm. Maybe some custody situation. That aggression. That aggression. Because it was too early. So I don't know what happened. She wasn't drunk. Yeah. She was sober. Off her meds, but sober. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, man, it must have been something else is going on. And honestly, the more I think about it, I, I genuinely feel sorry for her. Mm. She probably found out her her ex was trying to initiate a three-way, right? Like <laughs> offset. <laughs> like offset. What is you? Oh, lean. What is that? Oh man. <laughs> About, so, about apprehending her, how did how how was that? Because yeah, you, you with a dark skinned guy holding a Caucasian lady, how was that? I I, I thought about just I don't know how you made it, but anyway. First of all, did you scream out, yell out, citizens arrest? Because <laughs> people used to do that back in the day, like <laughs> citizens arrest, <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> I, I did have to verbally tell the people on the train, hey, listen, I'm detaining her because she's wilding out. Yeah, good. At that point, for whatever reason, and this is the only part that upsets me out of the entire story, is for whatever reason. Everybody at that moment felt sorry for her and, and tried to pull me off of her. Uh, that's, the white, uh, that's the white privilege card, huh? Oh, Frank, hey, here we go. Hey, okay. Hey, it's, it's, that, that term is going around for a reason. Mm. So I was like, yo, listen, I, I really didn't understand why after she called uh, an entire train cart full of Asians the C word, why this C word was now getting defended mm. by all these Asians. It didn't, it didn't add up to me, but mm. you know what? At the heat of the moment, I was like, you know what? I don't want nobody to start pressing record at this moment when I have her on the ground. And then that's the story that everybody's going to portray about me. So let me just get my ass up and, you know what I'm saying? Get my head together. So I got up, fixed myself up, pushed her out the way. How did you get her on the ground? Were you like, get on the ground? Or were you like... Ma'am, you need to get on the ground. Like, how did you, <laughs> how did you do it? I can it? lean, though, yeah. I don't know how you went world. about it. Oh, like you a, you just had a perfect leg sweep. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the video. You, you did it the right way, I thought. Thank how you. did you, you did do it? Right it? Right how did you do it? All right, so uh, first and foremost, shout out to my dad, Juan Ayala the first. Oh, okay, you're a junior. <laughs> you feel me? And my son's the third. The legacy oh, lives hi. on. Yeah. So if, if a, a bunch of crazy, like, uh, Russians attack me, you know what I'm saying? There's already another Platano man uh, in the yeah. world. Platano boy. boy. Platano yeah, boy. Platano boy. <laughs> so smart. If you get, ever get taken by Albanian terrorists, there's, there's, there's some <laughs> other people. Yeah, yeah. On <laughs> a particular set of skills in your family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the, the military Ukrainians that are DMing me also, talking about they got my back. It's like World wow. War like wow. door it's in my it's DMs odd. right now. Is this going to wow. be like it's a crazy. new, are you going to sound like this whole like, you know, the Guardian Angels in the 80s? Is going to be like some vigilante, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Platano. I was thinking Plat- about that. I think that's what we got to do. I think me, the eight ball jacket guy, <laughs> we got to like assemble a force <laughs> and take these streets off because yo, like nobody else is doing it. <laughs> the Dominican community needed a hero. Needed one. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> with, great, with great platano comes great responsibility. You know what I'm saying? So I pick myself up and I stand to the side. Why she did that little key in the finger technique thing and then hit me in my face? Whoa. Oh. Luckily, I drink a lot of water and on a regular day, I mind my business. So I healed it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. And yeah, uh, yeah but uh, yeah, after that, I was like, all right, nah, game over. Espérate. Nah, it's got to stop. Espérate. Mm-hmm. No, 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 aquí no. No, uh-huh, exacto. This, this racism ends right now. Yeah. Yes. So I had to put her arms behind her back no matter what everybody was telling me. And then I had to yell at one time, like, yo, listen, I'm going to hold it down to the cops come because she's not going to get away with this. Yeah. Wow. So then what happened? The cops came. So the cops didn't come. 
we left the train and shout out to all the witnesses who left the train with me because if it wasn't for the witnesses, Damn, the first thing bam. the cops would have did as soon as they arrived yep. there, it would have been a whole nother Jamel situation, rest in peace, in Chicago yeah. when he apprehended that gunman that was taking on everybody in that bar and then when the cops arrived, they shot him. That was going through my mind the entire time. Ooh. Wow. And, and that 15, 10, 15 minute wait for the cops' response time to show up, I was just like, "Yo, I'm I'm gonna get shot." I'm wow! Get shot. Wow! Wow! But the witnesses stayed around so that they could vouch for me. So shout out to them. I mean, even though in the Jamel situation, people were literally yelling at the cops, "He's not the one!" While they were shooting him, and it still and it still didn't help. Yeah. At least they were there to at least try to attempt to help, and and it worked. So shout out to them, <coughs> and yeah. I mean, and, and we're joking, we're joking about this, but like, w- this is a great lesson. It's like, yo, some sometimes you have to act. Like, you know, it's not just a you can't just sit down and watch shit like this happen. You actually like stood up and actually, you know, went into action. You know what I'm saying? Right. Thank and I you, think man. that's a great like lesson for people to see. Like, you know, it's just like it's it's very inspirational. It makes me want to go out and like citizens arrest everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm and, you know? and uh, uh, my bad. Just to get back to it real quick. Shout out to my dad. He put me in martial arts at a young age because I went to a high school of graphic arts, which at the time was the seventh most dangerous high school in America. Wow. Martin Luther King beat us that year because they were throwing chairs out of their windows and one of the chairs hit a pregnant woman. Wow. wow. Shout out to Martin Luther King. You're so, a champ. Wait, so you went from graphic arts to martial arts? That's cool. <laughs> so I, was like, I mean, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Juan, very quickly, what do you do? Like, what are you going to do now that you've had all this attention? Like, how do you capitalize and help what you're trying to achieve in, in everyday life? Well, honestly, I want to just get this message across that um, it's going to sound a little corny, but if you see something, do something. Because, hey, even situations like the one with Junior that happened in the Bronx, mm. if those dudes in that deli would have did something, he would still be alive today. Mm-hmm. Facts. And second thing, I feel like Anybody who's ever been a victim of racism or anything like that, just how everybody gets a driver's license, I feel like everybody should get a security guard license, even if you're not going to do it, mm. just so that you have the authority to be like, oh, word, you just call me the N-word? Well, guess what? Hate crime. I'm holding you down. Nice. Yeah. You feel me? Yes. I want, matter of fact, everybody who's listening right now, who has a day off tomorrow or a little bit of time, go sign up for an eight-hour, 16-hour security certificate. Get your security guard license. I didn't even so do that. You could, anybody can do this. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that you can defend yourself and, they, you know, have yeah, something to vouch for some Have something tangible. Do they teach you how to defend yourself? Because I, no. I'm kind of weak. I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I can hold somebody down. Is it, like, away quickly. is it like a fun place to meet people? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> security guards are not fun people. <laughs> oh, okay. Not a great place to promote the podcast? Because I'll do it if, I don't know. I'm very insecure, so I don't know if I could be a security guard right now. Um, so Juan, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, what you do, and everything, and we definitely will. Yeah, check out my support. Twitter at Platano Man and uh, my Instagram at The Real Platano Man. Um, I also podcast occasionally. Yeah. not yeah. as dope as you guys. Oh, you guys are amazing. You guys are the shit. Stop oh it. my god. Stop it. By the way, one last question. Has has there ever been any Dominicans coming at you like, yo, look, I'm Platano man since like '88, or uh, you have gotten no any friction at all? It's like Platano man. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like 
everybody has a little Platano man in them. Ah, yeah. Great message. Beautiful. Yes, I mean, well, yeah. I did in Thank high school. Thank you so school. much. Thank you so much, Platano Man, for coming here. Thank you, being brother. And keeping the streets safe. Thank you. Thank you for keeping New York and, yeah, as it should man, be safe. That, that was Appreciate a beautiful, that. beautiful story. And man. representing for Dominicans. Yeah. Man. Thank man. you so much. Oh, and shout out to the Kid Mero. He's been retweeting everything yeah. I've been doing. Yeah. 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 all day. Yeah. You already know. Gang, gang, squad. So that's our last Pochicha Bites of the Year. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello! Frank. Hey, Frank! Hey, Frank! How you doing, guys? Oh, my Good God, Frank. Frank! I miss you guys so much. We miss you too, Frank. Well, no first, words, Frank. I, no, 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 no. First of all, you know, a few people have hit me up and they've been asking, like, yo, what's the fake news? La, la, la. And uh, to be honest with you, I've been going through, like, the holiday blues. No. Yeah. Frank, really? Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Oh, yes. Frank. You know, guys, this time it of the year. It happens. It happens. This time of the year, to be honest with you, is like a very festive time for a lot of people, but a lot of people are going through stuff. Yes. True. And yes. I got a personal friend of mine right now. He's going through some shit. You know, he got divorced at the beginning of the year. Right now is his first year without his kids. And, you know, we're helping him out, you know, it's mental health issues and you know how big that is. And I want to concentrate on that. You know what I mean? Mm. Mental health is becoming such a huge um, dilemma in our country. And I really want to focus in on that right now. And I mean, anxiety, PTSD, depression, OCD, you got bipolar stuff, you got... um, you got you got issues on issues on issues on issues, and worst of all, I'm seeing more and more every day people, you know, even suicide. And I don't even want to go into that, right? Mm-hmm. And my boy Chris is going through it, and he told me, Frank, I'm going on a trip. And I said, oh, trip where? He goes, I'm going on a far away. I'm going to another country, and I'm going to go do something. And I said, wait a minute. What are you going to go do? I thought of the worst things. And he told me, I'm going to Peru. And I said, Peru for what? He said, I'm going to go to Peru to do a new drug and i was like for what he was like it's called anuashka and it's like this drug wait what? say it again say did it you again. just Anushka-waka? sneeze wait a minute Do you cold? <laughs> it's called ayahuasca is that like dmt yes it is it's a psychedelic drug it's been around for thousands and thousands of years oh, uh the natives of peru and the amazon take all these herbs and they actually brew them together and they come up with this uh concoction and it makes people hallucinate. And it's a tea. It's a tea. And people that have uh, 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 mental disorders and psychological issues and people that have addiction issues. And people who just want to get fucked up. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> this is and women that have been raped and women that have been gone, gone through incest in their lives. And they actually do this concoction and it actually uh, uh, makes them live a better life. And my boy actually wants to go over there and do this. Does he have to go to Peru to do that? Like, yes. There's no, there's no, uh, what's, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> no, there's you no could, dealer. Uh... No, well, can I tell you what's going on <laughs> right now? You have, you have, you have hundreds of young kids going out to these, uh, these sweat lodges out in Peru, uh, and they go and they spend up to two, three weeks and they go there with these shamans and they actually go and they actually do this drug and they spend their two weeks and it's, uh, you have chanting and you have like this what very kind of spiritual. Chanting? It's, it's spiritual uh, uh, stuff from back in the days, man. Wow. Yeah. So uh, ayahuasca is like in tea form. Yes. And uh, you can also smoke it. 
for yeah, those that yeah, he knows what's up. Don't, no, I have no idea. <laughs> but for those that don't know, um, uh, DMT stands for dimethyltryptyline, Ooh. and what happens is it actually opens up your pineal gland, which is uh, in your cerebral cortex. Blabano man, you and, know what's up, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> you know the deal. You sound like Doctor Platinum Man right now. <laughs> so, so Frank, continue. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, DMT could you, you could also go into mushrooms. Mushrooms is a is a DMT. Um, I personally did mushrooms back in. Uh, like late late nineties. No, I know oh, he did it late last week, but he thinks it's in, he did it in the late nineties. That's how good they were. <laughs> DMT. He felt that like, he felt like he was in the late nineties. No, and it was it was um it was a very um eye-opening experience and uh I think it would help people that have any of these mental issues uh if they were to do one of these trips. Well no, okay, but like like anything else, there has you're you're giving a positive review right. of, of this, but there has to be the, a negative okay. impact that this drug can um, do. There's, right? there's a podcast right now. If you guys really want to know what this drug is in totality, there's a guy called Joe Rogan. He's a uh, podcast. Never heard yeah, of him. yeah. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm familiar with he's that one guy. Of the first, he's like one of the first celebs now that he's going and he's uh, interviewing psychologists and psychiatrists that they have actual patients that have gone under DMT and they've maybe one or two sessions of DMT has done better than years and years of therapy on people. And they're noticing this. And it's like, it's an amazing thing. So apparently when you drink the tea, yeah. it's a whole process. You just start vomiting uncontrollably. Oh, that sounds normal. Mm-hmm. And, and you're with a group of people, so you're all basically given a bucket and you're this, chanting. This you're sounds outdoors. like my graduation night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it can cause, like, you know, digestive issues. You're throwing up for, like, two days straight, well, apparently. It, it, well, basically, uh, you have Robin Quivers, who's a cancer survivor, who is a big advocate of, uh, of this also. Um, it, she said that it helped with her, her, her battle with cancer. So, yeah. I mean, additionally, this drug, this, I don't even want to call it drug. It's an herb. They're herbs. And... And, and right now in Oregon, they're trying to pass a bill by 2020, maybe 2022, where mushrooms will be legal. Mm. And I, I just don't, I, you know, like now we're seeing with the whole pot revolution coming, how they told us 20 years ago it was a gateway drug and don't do it. And now we're seeing what the oils are doing for <laughs> cancer patients and kids that have schizophrenia and kids that have uh, all these different type of ailments. And we're noticing what these drugs are doing for society in a good way. We need to look further and not let uh, doctors and farm, big pharmaceutical companies tell us what's good for us. Yeah, Dwayne Reed. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right? does anyone in here uh, ever know, know anyone else that, that's tried it? Yes. Rachel? Someone very close to me who yeah. shall go nameless. Let's just say we came out of the same vagina. Okay. Ah. <laughs> okay. And uh, she's done it several times. And I will say the first time she did it, I picked her up from the airport. Wow. And I'll tell you two things. One, it was like a different person was in front of me. Hmm. We started getting along so much better. After I'm telling that you, point, I've, I've been but seeing the second videos. thing I was gonna say is she smelled like like armpit. She smelled like a finca. She Get smelled out. like wow, like a, finca? like a bucket of of old vomit. She was wow. in the Amazon for I was a few like, weeks. You need a fucking shower. <laughs> 
Damn. And but, she was like, yes, Rachel, because I still love you. It's just dried vomit. Relax. Come on. Like, you but she looked great, like, mentally. She looked great mentally. Like, I she looked see. great mentally? Yeah. I'm a, I, I've, I've watched. Interpret I, that as you will. I've been, watching, I've been watching videos for the last two weeks of this, and I've seen, I mean, I've seen people, uh, addiction, heroin, uh, opioids, and they've gotten off of this because they, they uh, a lot of people, what they need to fear is they, they need to face all their fears, and that's what this actual your, herb does. Your Netflix recommendations would be real morbid and shit. <laughs> <laughs> all documentaries, <laughs> all like. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I'm always trying to bring you the news that's going to enlighten you. Wow. Frank, I think I we feel should like... all go. Let's all do it. Uh, go. Yeah, okay. Together. Mike, Mike, you're always doing like a new, you know, fad. Diet. 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 I'll, take you. I'll go to Peru next year. I'll let you know. You would do it? And you will see. That would be crazy. That's crazy. Well, Frank, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, guys. For... I, I'm thank, thank you for having me back on the fake news. I miss you guys so much. And, I mean, uh, you were still part of the show. You right, right. But uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> and Frank, we are your family. Thank you so and much, if Rachel. you need us, we're here beyond the airwaves. Thank you. Yeah. That really means a lot. We can splash mushroom. We love you. Thank All you, right. Rachel. Well, thank you, Frank. Thank you. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show that I I love more and more each week, Mike. I'm telling you, listen, we have an amazing guest. You have no idea. They don't know. No, of course. Okay, you guys, we here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast have the privilege of having Rafael Espinal, councilman from Brooklyn, repping BK right now, and he is here live in the studio. Yeah. 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 Woo. Lay down the law. Come on. It doesn't get better than this. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> We're about to make some rules up in here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. By the way, our, this is our season finale. So we appreciate for you to come here. And, Big and finish. Wow. Season. The season yes. finale is always the yes. best episode of any Absolutely. show I've watched. Yes. We break rules. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, a little story here. I found out oh, about you because you were in the Daily News about something you did positive, and I had my Instagram blowing up because people were tagging me, be like, "Mike, what are you doing in the Daily News?" And that's when I I, I found you, and then I had like mutual friends that were like, "Yo, Rafael looks like you." So after two years, here you are on the Latino uh, Out Loud podcast. No, Thank you. it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I found out about you when my little brother was like, "Yo, I'm about to go hit you up on Twitter." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so tell our audience um, pretty much what you do and, and what your day-to-day life is all about. So I'm a city councilman. Um, I know a lot of probably listeners don't uh, know what it is because I didn't know what it was 10 years ago when I first got a job working in one of these governmental offices. But it's actually the person who represents you uh, on a city level. Yeah, we have a mayor. But the city council is like the Congress to that mayor. We're the ones that decide what laws are going to be passed. And we decide what what laws the mayor can pass because at the end of the day, we're his check and balance. Uh, we also are in charge of passing the budget every year. And the budget uh, pays for sanitation, the police department, the building of affordable housing, uh, the, any other resources that come into your neighborhood. So anytime you see something happening, whether it be the improvement of your park, the planting of a tree is because the money that came from that came from us approving that budget. Your background is education, correct? 
uh, yeah. for school. Yeah. Why, why is it there's so many people that, are, that come from the background of education get into politics and, and being a part of their neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, when I graduated college, I wanted to be a teacher, but I was actually a film and English major. Oh, I wanted to be I wanted to be a Hollywood director look and like tell, tell stories of the hood. Um, and I saw the easy transition as being a teacher and trying to give back to the neighborhood. And, you know, I think when we all went to school, we had a lot of teachers who didn't look like us. And I was like, how do we inspire kids from our neighborhoods to like want to do bigger and greater things? It's like maybe if they see someone like us teaching the classroom, uh, that'll, that'll be able to do it. Uh, and then in, when I was trying to go to grad school, I didn't have any money. So this local city councilman. Uh, was looking for a writer. And I'm like, all right, I'll take this job for a few months, literally three months in my mind, I'm going to quit, make some money, go to grad school. And in those three months, I saw like what the city council actually was. I saw that he was actually saying, I'm going to put a million dollars to fixing that park. And that park was like up the block from my house. And I'm mm. like, holy cow, there's a lot of power here, real power. Wow. And all those issues I felt growing up, I can probably address just being in this office. So four years later, working there with his support, I, was, I ran for office at 26. So he was like your councilman sensei? Like yeah, he was my guy. <laughs> he was your Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, exactly. He councilman was Mr. Miyagi. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. I was I was a little guy learning. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's, still, he's, still, he's still a mentor. He's still, um, um, you know, advises me and tells me, what, you know, what's the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I make sure I work on the things I think matter most to to me and New Yorkers. Nice. So can we delve into that a little bit? Like, what are those things? Like, can you share with us? Like, what are the viejas knocking on your door about all day? Because, I mean, here's the perception that I have. You're a city councilman. You must have so many people that complain to you. How do you deal with that? And what are what are some of the issues that you're tackling that are, like, the most important in the Latino community that you serve right now? Yeah, I, I think the first thing you got to do to be effective is turn off the ego, right? I think it's easy for us to get upset when anyone, anyone wants to like come off, come out at us on a, on a different way that probably we're not comfortable with. Um, so you got to turn that off, and I think you have to turn on, like, your, your turn your ears on and start listening. Um, so— uh, you know, the biggest major issue that I'm having right now in my district is affordable housing. I think everyone's feeling that across the five boroughs. Uh, immigration is a big problem. I think a lot of uh, Dominicans who are coming in uh, have their families from, from in the island. They want to bring them into, into the country uh, and are probably also trying to become citizens here. Um, and then also people looking for jobs, you know, and especially in East New York and North Brooklyn, everyone. Is a high unemployment rate, and everyone wants a good-paying job to be able to afford the rent, pay the food, and take care of their families. Um, but for me personally, I work on all those issues, and I try to think about issues that matter to, to young folks as well. Um, I think government has forgotten that young people are part of our city, and they should be doing more to engage them. And people always say, like, oh, young people don't vote. Um, why are you fo we're focusing on these issues? And it's just like people, young people don't vote because we're not focusing on the issues that matter to them. Mm. So I, I kind of made that my business to do that as well. You, your home base is, is Brooklyn. So Brooklyn has Brooklyn. Brooklyn changed a lot. <laughs> I had to. Brooklyn has changed a lot throughout the years. Uh, you know, a lot of gentrification and, and um, it's just a lot more expensive to live in. Like, what do you think are the positives and negatives of kind of Brooklyn becoming this, you know, this this hub like New the place that everybody kind of you know wants to to live in 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 New York you know what I mean it's like its own separate city 
you know, apart from the rest of New York mm. now, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I think those pressures uh, make it hard for people who have been there for a long time to continue to continue to stay there, right? It's like it's like it's like musical chairs, you know. Who who? So there's only so many apartments left. But when you have the whole world wanting to move there, it just puts pressure and, and allows landlords to raise the rents uh, because they know they'll be able to get more money from the next person, and it, it squeezes uh, the folks that have been there uh, for a long time out. Um, I, I, you know, I, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, it's exciting to see the Brooklyn brand grow so large, right? I'm sorry, and I'm sorry that they brought the Nets to Brooklyn. No. <laughs> that, that probably was kind of a, a rush decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ho- hopefully that keeps people out of Brooklyn. But. Damn. Um, I mean. I, is there good and bad gentrification? I don't know. I think that's a loaded question. I think mm. that investments are are what matters, right? I think that we don't need gentrification to get those investments. I think government uh, should be doing the right thing by every community and making sure that they have the resources they need to, to foster and to be able to uh, raise a family and make sure the kids there have, go to good schools, make sure the good jobs available. And I don't think we need, we need gentrification to make that happen. Um, but, you know, I think I'm proud of Brooklyn being a art hub, right? Yeah. I think that uh, as, as someone who went to uh, film school, I found it hard to find a place where I can share the art that I wanted to work on or talk to people who had that same interest. Brooklyn has become that place, but at a cost. And I think this is a balance to look at. You know, is, is, it, is that really worth it? You know, right. back to, um, you know, young people, uh, how has social media helped you as far as what you're trying to do? And how do you continue to get more young people to be involved in the neighborhood for that next generation voice for the neighborhood? Uh, I mean, social media, I think, um, has opened up the doors for everyone to be part of the conversation. You know, I think that uh, Facebook, when it first came out, a lot of people of our generation, you know, a lot of people who were in college in that time uh, saw it as a way to connect to folks they probably wouldn't normally connect with, but also keep in touch with friends that they went to college with. And now we have our grandparents on it. And it's become this bigger thing. Uh, and I think a lot of us has shifted over to Instagram because of that <laughs> and Twitter <laughs> to um, kind of like share our experiences with people, with folks from our generation. And it's allowed me to, I think, as a young person in politics, to use those tools uh, to engage young people people to kind of see politics as an interesting um, thing to be part of. Um, I, I can't take all the credit. I think Donald Trump getting elected has motivated a lot right. of people mm-hmm. to want to be part of politics. But I think now is a time to kind of utilize social media to bring those people in uh, that normally probably wouldn't have engaged in the conversation and teach them what's happening locally and the power that, they, that, that actually exists when it comes to the community board, when it comes to the city council, when it comes to the state senate. You know, they are, there are these forms of government that dictate your daily life. You know, Donald Trump does not dictate whether or not you go to a good school. You know, the city council and the state senate does. And we have to make sure that New Yorkers understand that on a, on a local level. And I, I think, I mean, everyone here probably is around, is around the same age. Like, I think we grew up not having that much access to, like, how politics works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just remember, like, Bill Clinton just got a lot of... <laughs> you know, <laughs> tail, tail, right? Um, but like, you didn't know the, the intricacies or the, sp- you know what I mean? Like, he also played saxophone. He also, yeah, yeah, Arsenio Hall. I remember him. Arsenio okay. Hall. Okay. <laughs> That's how shows how old we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now I, it's like all this inf- information, like they can just, yeah, Twitter, like I think social media um, is giving like young people kind of maybe like, 
they're learning stuff maybe even before like you know they they should almost where it's like they have to get the realities of what's going on in the world is hitting them at a super young age um i mean is there like you don't do you think that there is like a negative to that too just kind of being kind of uh you know hit with all this kind of like serious kind of uh world stuff happening like you know just at a young age at 12 you're learning about too much about Donald Trump and his, you know. I think it's important. You yeah. know, I think it's important because people right now don't vote, you know. And the only way you're going to have young people vote is for them to understand what's happening and how government dictates their lives every day, right? Like, so if you say, uh, growing up, my school sucks or my park <laughs> sucks, you know, why does it suck? It's because your local government is not working for you. Um, and if they see that and understand that at a younger age, when they turn 18, they'll probably have more of an incentive to go out and vote. So I, I think I think it's super important. I think we all, no matter what age you are, should be able to turn off the phone for a while mm-hmm. and kind of shut that out. There's a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. I think we should be focusing on the positives as yeah. well and like yeah, yeah, just yeah. like stop, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's important to have that information out. So do you see in the future a mayoral run? <laughs> Mm. Everyone asks me that question. <laughs> <Exclusive>. <laughs> a Latino Yo, mayor. I, I mean, would be amazing. amazing. Yeah, you can be your actor in your campaign. You video. can step no, in for no, anything. I mean, if you, if you could go out and shake hands and knock on doors for me, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done. That's I'm amazing, down. you guys. Yo, you can hire a bunch of lookalikes <laughs> and just go in every borough yeah. and do door to door. I thought you were taller. Nah, <laughs> you guys could pull this off. Bago, yeah, Bago comes in the door. They're like, I thought you had better hair. Yeah. A- I didn't realize Bago spoke so eloquently. <laughs> well, why are you in sweats? <laughs> All right, back to her question. This is, this is a sound bite right here. I thought you guys forgot about it for a second. Did <laughs> you need me to ask it again? Um, no, I mean, I mean, I, I think that for me personally, I want to be able to get myself in a position where I can deliver the most for for our neighborhoods. If that means mayor, then then be it. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm you know I'm taking my steps to make sure that I'm doing everything I can in the current position I'm in. There's a lot of politicians who are focused about the next thing, then I focus about the job that they've been elected to do, mm. and I don't want to be that person. So that's that's you know I focus on what I'm doing now. Uh, I, I'm right now I'm running for higher office. I'm running for citywide office. I'm running for public advocate. Nice. Yes. But I'm I'm still at work every single day. Passing the bills and working on the stuff that I'm, I'm as a councilman supposed to be doing. So you're one of four Latinos running for public advocate. Mm-hmm. What are you guys talking about among yourselves? Like, um, is there an alliance? No, no, of course yeah. not. Is there a Latino councilman alliance? No, no alliance at all. Yeah. No paranda. It's do or die. <laughs> um, um, I, I am the youngest in the race. Uh, uh. So not only would I be the first uh, Latino elected citywide in all five boroughs, but I'll also be the youngest. Um, I hope that's the case. Uh, the other people that are running, I probably don't agree too much with their views and how they've handled politics in the past. They, a lot of them had the opportunity to do great things. Uh, some of them have done that. So I don't see why they're trying to come back into the game after they left the game. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, let's let's allow the new generation of folks to come out and put a new voice, not use the same old playbook we've been seeing for so yes, long, yes. and introduce a new playbook. So I, I, I want to be that, that person. Yeah, so yeah. explain to our um, our audience what that position, what is what do, what do you do in that position? Um, it's exactly that, public advocate. You advocate for the public. Uh, your job is to keep the mayor in check because you're the, you're the, uh, the second citywide elected official um, whose job is to oversee the city council and oversee the mayor's office and all the agencies, making sure everyone's doing their job. But I think right now, 
it's important for the public advocate to also have a vision for the future of the city. Um, we, I think, are lacking leadership. Um, there's a lot of issues that are not being addressed or talked about. Uh, and I think that the next public advocate should be the one address, uh, kind of laying out the platform of how the city should move forward. It's getting harder and harder to live here. We're either being squeezed out because it's too expensive or some of us are moving out because we can't uh, just kind of deal with the pressures, of the, the societal and environmental pressures of the city. Yeah. And it's just time to change that. Rafael, I'm sorry. I never thought I would hear my father, who was born in Brooklyn in 1941, say, I'm ready to leave Brooklyn. He's oh, ready to leave Brooklyn yeah. because oh, exactly they're it. building a condo five feet from his backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly that's exactly what it's I'm talking so about. It's so sad. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, it's just it's just it's just hard on on you as a New Yorker emotionally um, and physically as well, just to deal with all of these pressures. The MTA is falling apart. It's hard to get around. Congestions, cars everywhere. Um, night just falling apart, and no one's no you know. There's no real plan on how we're gonna address all those problems. Rachel, by the way, how much is that condo like? Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting it you ask. Rafael will know this. It's starting at $1.5 million. Oh, damn. Yeah, wow. Go, going back said Bay. Talking about the future of the city, uh, Amazon yeah. is moving to Queens, I believe, mm-hmm. right? What do you think about that? I heard that they're moving close to some uh, some projects and people are having an issue about that. That, yeah. that, that That's going to get gentrified. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, there was... Two, uh, a year ago, the mayor called all the council members and all elected officials. It was like, let's sign this letter to tell Amazon to come to New York. Let's try to woo them to come into New York City. Mm. Um, I didn't see that as 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 the right thing to do. I didn't sign that letter. Uh, I think Amazon is responsible for a lot of our mom and pop shops closing their doors because mm-hmm. okay. people are buying on Amazon instead of going to the corner store and getting what they need. How about the jobs it's going to bring into the city? I mean, the jobs is a great is, is, is a great asset, but there's also questions about who those jobs are going to go to, right? Okay. Um, these are jobs they say are on average don't pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Are people in our communities ready to take on those jobs? We know that they're probably not because the schools have not been invested in the right way, Thank right? God. So who's going to take those jobs? Um, uh, folks probably from other cities, uh, folks here who've had the privilege of going to better schools and getting a better education. Um, and I think that it's important that we also talk about the fact that. Uh, there was a study done recently or mm-hmm. a survey. Uh, they, they noticed that people of color are overwhelmingly overwhelmingly supportive of Amazon coming into their neighborhoods because they see it as an investment. Wow. But we have to do more of a job to educate them on why Amazon's probably not the best thing or why we should be holding Amazon accountable when they come in here to be hiring people from our neighborhoods I agree and training you. people from our neighborhoods. I agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> you said, oh, sorry, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. You said you, you, you keep the, the public advocate's job is to keep the mayor in check, right? So, so what kind of relationship does the public advocate usually have with the mayor? Is like, it does, if the mayor sees you coming, is he like, oh, great. Like, here, we go. <laughs> here comes Rafael. Uh, I thought it was going to be an easy hey. day. Time, fixed mouth. Like, hey, Raphael. Hey, Raphael. <laughs> or is it, you know, does it change depending on the, the day? Or? I, I think that it, sh- it should be a uncomfortable relationship. Yeah. Right? yeah I think yeah. that, well, of course, let, let's just be real. Um, there are a lot of great things the mayor has done in his, pa- in his time. He, he, he interested in universal pre-K, meaning every single student is able to go to pre-K for free. Um, but at the same time, when, when, when the conversations are getting lost and the right investments are not being made, the public advocate should be talking and making sure that they're pushing and putting that pressure on. Uh, for example, when the mayor and the governor are fighting about who should pay for the MTA, the public average should stand up and say, screw you guys. Like, 
somebody, you both have to pick up the bill. Yeah. Let's make this happen yeah. because there's people who can't get to work on time or get to school on time because you guys are too busy fighting. And so I think the people's voice get lost when that happens and we read about it. It's fun to read about because it's gossip, but at the same time, it's not fun because it's, it's affecting us on a daily basis. I just pictured you having dinner with the governor and the mayor and saying, mm-hmm. screw that. You that guy, you guys, you guys got to pick up the bill, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we went to Olive That's Garden it. for a reason. I'm not trying to pay for this. You guys both invited me? Yeah, right. You guys both invited me. And I love the breadsticks, but... I want to get back to the root now. You're Dominican. Um, tell us where your family's from in DR and talk about your family. Talk about your parents. Yeah. And how they have helped you and guided you to yeah. where you're at now. I mean, I think it's important for me to kind of like make clear. I, I did not think I'd ever be in politics. As that was not my goal. I never knew what local government was at all. Uh, but my parents came from uh, uh the Santiago region. Yeah. There was a, there's a, there's a small town called Hanico about 45 minutes away. And there's another, uh, like farm town called uh, Fortaleza and Carrizal and San Salamata. So they're from that, they're from, they're from that yeah. same, they're, they're all from that region. Um, they moved here when they were about 18 to 23 years old. Uh, they met, they, they met each other here. They got married. They had six six kids. I have five siblings. Uh, we grew up in East New York. Um, you know, I, I you know, it's funny because I grew up in probably one of the toughest neighborhoods. But at the same time, I feel privileged that my parents, were, you know, stayed together and raised us and were able to like provide for us. Um, and they, you know, they worked hard. They, they worked as every Dominican that moves here, every immigrant that moves here. They came here with a goal of living the American dream, and that's what they did. Um, do you, you know you're here at a podcast? It's just us. We're chilling, whatever. Do you feel comfortable speaking to the media? Do you ever get nervous? Of course, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I feel comfortable with you guys because you know, I feel like I'm at home, you know? That's what this is. You feel like you're looking in the mirror. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, there, there I go. <laughs> Bad face. Uh, so how do, you, how do you prepare yourself to do that? Um, I, I've learned that you just have to study and what you're talking about. And, like, if you're able to digest... Uh, what's happening and understand it to a degree where you're able to explain it on in it. And I think what I think what I what I focus on is always explaining what's happening in government in a very simple way because I want to be able to make sure that everyone can understand what's happening. Um, I think that uh, what's part of my success in targeting the younger generations is that I am able to come to their level so they can understand what's happening. Uh, people talking jargons, there's a lot of like ABC words that are thrown around by agencies. There's a lot about like these goals that are going to hit by 2030, 2050, but it doesn't make any sense. Like how is this affecting you now and what does this mean to you? And how, does this, how is this going to change your life? So you were behind a law that got a lot of uh, press, uh, I believe last year with the cabaret. Can you tell me how you got involved? What motivated you? And um, have you heard anything since it's been passed? The Broadway show cabaret? Or no, the cabaret law. Okay, yeah, (laughs) that's a separate topic. No, because he was into the arts. I thought he was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, So the cabaret law was a law that was instituted back in 1926. Uh, by a mayor back then who wanted to crack down on establishments that were serving alcohol. It was prohibition. So I guess the idea was that if anyone's dancing, there must be alcohol being served in those establishments. Damn, 1920s. <laughs> um, and then for the past 
91 years, it was actually used as a weapon to crack down on establishments frequented by communities of color. In the 30s, it was the Harlem Jazz Renaissance, a lot of jazz music, a lot of white folks were going up to Harlem. They wanted to crack down because they didn't want the white folks to be intermingling with the black folks. Mm. Uh, when you look at uh, the 70s, Stonewall, the LGBT community was uprising, organizing in clubs. They were cracking down on these clubs so that nobody could organize. Mm. 90s, Giuliani, we all know who he is, right? A lot of dance clubs shut down. On the Lower East Side uh, made room for development, um, pushed these clubs out of the city. Uh, I think that's what helped Brooklyn become what it was. You forgot, the, 80, you forgot the 80s, Footloose. Footloose. That was like, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. outlaw dancing. Exactly. And Kevin Bacon saved, you know. You have it. an obsession with Footloose. I do, I do. <laughs> you, know, you bring it up like three to five times a week. Well, I, I, I played the soundtrack a lot when I was a kid. Those were all white, those were all white kids. <laughs> Sorry, those Rafael. Kids. I said to call that out No dancing in a conservative town in yeah, Kansas. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it's funny. Kevin Bacon actually tweeted when we passed the law. To oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Forget it, Jacob. you okay? That's amazing. I can see Rachel. <laughs> all right. It all, comes back to, yeah. it all comes back to yeah. So you're involved in the Six Degrees of Bacon. As yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. Somehow. Wow. Somehow connected. I got you, man. Um, but so now it, we, we repeal the law. So that means that if you decide to dance, the, the police can't crack down on that venue. A lot of Dominican spots are happy. Yeah. Um, uh, I know lot. uptown. They've been wanting to get rid of that law. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get the Dominican vote right away. Yo, for you. A lot of the artist communities are happy because they play a lot of rock music and they like to dance and 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 uh, you know have a good time in, in a lot of these cultural venues in Bushwick and Did Williamsburg. Did you get any resistance? Resistance comes from the community boards who wanted to use this as a way to shut down places that they didn't agree with. Um, but I think that there was more support. And I think, you know, this was a fight that was actually was happening for 91 years. This, I'm not the right. first person to try to get rid of this law, uh, but I was the person that was able to make, to make it happen in the end. And it, ha and it happened because of all of the organizing that's happened in the 90s and in the past 20, 30 years. And also, when Trump got elected, it's helped me because I was like, how can we have a law in our books that's, that oppresses people from having a good time and being socially active while we're, while we're fighting Trump and saying that New York City is a sanctuary city? Mm -hmm. We have to get rid of the cabaret law. And that kind of that struck a lot of chords and made, it made it happen. Wow. Well, speaking of having a good time, what are some of the things that you do outside of politics to have a good time? Uh, <laughs> um, hang out like everyone else. Dance, yeah. you know, have a beer. Do you smoke hookah? Eat pizza. I've smoked hookah in the past. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I didn't inhale. Like I didn't dude. inhale, dude. Are you into sports? Like what else? Yeah, I mean, I, I played. I played baseball when I was in high school. I'm into baseball. I'm into football. Um, yeah, I'm, I. I I mean, I, I do what you guys do. <laughs> no different. Bachata, salsa, no different. you dance. No bachata, different. Salsa, salsa, I dance merengue. bachata more than anything else. Okay. Um, nice. <laughs> I dance bachata more than anything else. You know, I go to music. I go to shows. Um, I go home and watch Netflix. Do you listen to podcasts? Huh? <laughs> do you listen to podcasts? No, no. You know, I should have to do more of that. Yeah. We're going to definitely I'm we're converting to you. This is my first one I'm going to listen to. Yes. <laughs> so what is your, what is your uh, favorite thing about New York, the city? Uh, the grit. Yeah. And, and the character. Like I was walking over here and I was like, 
yo, look at this dark alley, you know, like this is like old New York right here. Yeah. And you look, and you look across the street and you see these glass towers, like, oh, that's new New York. Yeah. And it's like this nostalgic feeling of like missing like and the old days. And look at this homeless guy peeing. That's nasty, <laughs> that's nasty New York. <laughs> um, it's just, it's the people in the vibrant scene, the diversity, you yeah. know, it's like you can come to New York and you know you're in New York. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like I've, I've, I've gone to Texas and like being there and it was just like, either you're either black or you're white. You come here, you're either, you know, you could be Indian, you could be Latino, you could be black, you could be white. It's, just, it's a whole big mix that you don't see every, anywhere else. Yeah. All right, Ralph. Uh, the real reason we have you here is that, you know, we want to pitch to you so you could sponsor maybe a bill or a law. Um, so we have three that we've been working on. Um, I think, Rachel, if you want me don't mind, go first as far as the first uh, law that we want to pass. I mean, if you sure want to kick it off on a serious note, fine. <laughs> oh, Rachel got her serious face wow. right now. Okay, Rafael Espinal. <laughs> It's coquito season. Oh, right? Yeah. 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 And I am tired of the Latino supermarkets in the hood marking up the price of leche condensada, wow. also known as condensed milk. Wow. wow. It's not right. It's not. It's not fair because it's going to go right back to being three for a dollar in February. What can we do to regulate the price of leche condensada? Wow. Wow. I think that we have to make sure consumers are not being ripped off in the first place, right? Gas gas prices shouldn't go up. The price of the milk shouldn't go up either. And Come we on. have to do everything we can to let supermarkets know that's not right. I actually I'm going to meet with supermarkets next week. There you go. I'm so going to bring it up. I'm I need bring it up. you to please <laughs> emphasize yeah. that it's not fair. Just because this is flan slash yeah. coquito yeah. season, you cannot quadruple the price yeah. of condensed milk. I hear you. I know Especially I'm Latino owned supermarkets. No, that, that hits hard. I remember trying to buy some and then like it being sold out and then also seeing the prices be crazy high. <laughs> To bring this to City Hall. <laughs> yeah, and while you're at it, Coco Lopez too. Coco Lopez, Coco. Yeah. There's no way it should be five right. dollars each. No way. Wow. You're right. Wow. Uh, Jamie, go ahead. With I you. got a lot of Subway. Wow, that was a good one though. <laughs> That's a very specific one. Um, mine is a little more broad. I got a lot of more. Um, I got a lot of Subway beefs. I think a lot of things should be outlawed. Straight outlawed. Um, man spreading needs to be outlawed. Right. Women spreading. There's some women that do it too. What? Rachel. Women spreading. Women uh, spread <laughs> in the trains. What am I sitting with my legs open? What? There's uh, there's book bag spreading. You know, like when just people just standing with the book bags. I hate even, that. Yeah, and it's like crowding you uh, in. Drives me nuts. Um, the break dancers. Yeah. They need to be regulated. They're yeah. trying to, they almost. The conga guy know. with the guy with the conga. But he's, he likes to you dance. You like the break dancers? I, think I like showtime, man. I like the good show. Well, yeah. But their moves are already outdated. It's like, all right, can you do, like, not do the five, the same five moves all the time um, and almost kick me in the face? Yeah. Uh, the mariachi band guys, it's oh. like. That's it, I'm tired. Sometimes it's too early. Like, it's yeah. eight in the morning. I don't. I can't hear that. Like, I'm trying to just, like, I'm trying to listen to the LOL podcast on my, on my headphones. <laughs> Nice. Um, so yeah, this is it. Was just uh, just a whole bunch of of, of, of subway beasts. I think some of these things should actually be like against. There should be some regulations on it. You so know you just I mean? want to get on a train, mind your business, quiet, listen to your podcast. Yes, yeah, like maybe do some yes, like a yoga environment Med in the train, meditate, meditate. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Is that is that that's not realistic? Though. I mean that 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 is that is that is realistic, but it requires the the NYPD to go out and like ticket everyone. I don't know. You know? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. we want that. So, I mean, I hear your pain. Yeah, we should think about it. We should think about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we should like empower ourselves. And be like, yo, just stop. Like, not right now. Go, well, maybe you we should know? be like Platano Man and just <laughs> yeah. citizens, yeah. Ar- <laughs> citizens arrest everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's mine. Mine's a little bit more complicated and might be illegal. So it's the LOL Bill. And remember YouTube? YouTube and uh, iTunes, their album was put in everyone's phone. Um, I'm thinking there is 2.27 million Latinos in the city. Probably a million have smartphones. We're trying to figure out what this bill will allow our podcast to automatically go to their phones. And then from the profits, we'll be able to open up small podcast centers for the inner cities that yeah. want to be potential podcasters. And if I'm looking at the revenue being about $100 million a month, wow. Wow. we can probably do LOL Care for all the Latino listeners and give them health care. Yeah. So yes. is that possible, being that you two somehow did it with iTunes? Maybe we can get into all the smartphones? Ooh, okay. <laughs> There's something called airdrop, you know, when you go on the train, you just hit the airdrop button. Just drop it everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody airdropped me like an image of the Illuminati the other day. We're trying to make that illegal. Frank, Frank. That would be great to be illegal. (laughs) No, they should, right? Because I was joking and it's happened to me twice. I'm on the A train going up and twice I got penises on my phone. No, it really happened. And it didn't belong to me. Wow. Wow, I got two dick pics. I'm actually glad I'm an Android Android user right now. I was jealous, but that's not the point. Um, So, yeah. So, I think that uh, we'll work on those. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll, We'll talk about it. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming. Thank you, oh, thank you guys. Cool. Had a lot of fun. It's been awesome. Thank, thank you, you for what you're doing for everyone in Brooklyn and beyond, it. especially from a Latino perspective. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. You got our vote. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Yes. I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. And now it's time for Que Lo Que. So this is the Que Lo Que segment, and this uh-huh. is where we shout out what's going on in our lives, where people could find us. You know what I'm okay. saying? Platano Man, I don't know if you want to give away all this information, but um, how can people follow you? Yo, y'all could stalk me. I'm all good. <laughs> Yo, follow me on Twitter, at Platano Man, and on Instagram, at The Real Platano Man. I retweet. I follow back. You already know I'm not bougie. Um, <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's been hitting me up. Uh, check out my podcast. Oh, and I have Platano merch. Oh, I forgot it. to say. I love it. Hey, yo. You could go straight to my Twitter at Platano Man. Yeah. I got hoodies, T-shirts in all sizes. Um, I got the the, the, the logo on a, on a white shirt and a white hoodie. And then I got a black shirt yeah. on, with white text that says, it's too early for this shit. I'm going to have the... I'm going to drop the bitch I'm Dominican shirt maybe next week. And I'm trying to make it the new movement. I'm trying to make it the new I'm from Miami bitch t-shirt. Let's start that wave. Yo, I want everybody in the DR parade this summer to be rocking the bitch I'm Dominican shirt. The whole LOL squad will rock it for you while we're on the LOL float. Those are going to be some cool stocking stuffers. Oh my God, Jamie. 
Oh man, wow, I'm recovering. Uh... <laughs> Yo, and y'all can have me back whenever y'all want. I'll pop in. I'll do my little cameo appearance for y'all. So we have the green phone, right? We we'll have the green I'll phone. Yeah, I'll bring y'all the green phone. The platano segment. The platano segment. <laughs> um, yeah, just um, I'm gonna be celebrating the holidays, doing the holiday break. It's beautiful. Um, it's you awesome. might, if you follow me on Instagram, you might see some stories of me drunken karaoke singing. Yeah, that, that's usually that's what I do during the holidays. Absolutely. Um, and it gets real kind of. Uh, like sad after a while but um but no unless you, but i have a voice I, I, I have a little bit of voice but anyways check me out jay ferns at instagram and happy holidays all right franklin hey. you rarely get the opportunity to do the keloke so here's your time for the last episode of the year i just want to thank uh you guys for a great year it's been amazing what a ride um i wish everybody a great new year and um to the listeners, thank you for, for being there with us and listening and supporting us. It means a lot to me. Um, Nibs, 0125. And again, thank you very much, guys. And next year is going to be banging, bro. I'll go. But real quick, I have a question. Who did the illustration for the cover for the Daily News, man? Oh, yo, shout out to my man, Isaac. Que dominicano también, yo. Right. Yo, yo we taking it over him. Damn, yo, we back, yo. yo. We wow. are back. The so it be the back. We'll talk offline. We'll do one for Chuka Man. Word. And then... Uh, <laughs> Mike, Man. cut it out. Platinum Man. Why well, catch my Platinum Man in the next Avengers movie, too. <laughs> yeah, what? He's going to take down Thanos. Yeah, he's going to help take out Thanos. Him, Black Panther. All, that. All right, so for me... Um, Pretty much follow me on Juan Bago and everything. I just want to give a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shout out to all our <laughs> listeners. Um, it means a lot. We've grown. Uh, when we first started this podcast two years ago, most of our listeners were in New York City. And I was just telling Rachel, yo, it's just uh, 20%. It's, so it means it's, we're around the country and international. And that means a lot. And keep giving us feedback, even if it's bad or good, it doesn't matter. But uh, I love our listeners. And thank you for a great year. Word. 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 Um, Thanks, guys. I wasn't looking for that. That was beautiful, Mike. I got to give a shout out to one of our longtime supporters and partners, Yero. What's up and mad love to our peeps at Yero.com. That's double O-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle news platform for Latino men. This past weekend, they were live at the Canelo versus Fielding fight, and they got the play-by-play on how the knockdown went down. So visit Yero.com for video and the full story. Shout out to all of the partners that have supported us this whole year. What a season, yo. Wow. What a season. The guests. Two awards. The two wow. all the guests. Mm. Whoa, whoa, what? Tecla <sighs> Award and Hispanicize. Latin Podcast Award for Best Comedy. Yow. Featured in Apple Podcasts. Hey, people. Featured in Pandora Come. on the Pandora blog. Featured on Spotify. Word. I don't even know. Featured on mihente.com. Shut up, Mike. Mihente doesn't even exist. <laughs> featured, featured in the New York City Marathon. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it back. Right? <laughs> the podcast, I have to just say, sometimes I, I look at things in my life as parallels. Like the podcast is in one lane. My personal life is in another lane, the career. And I have to say that the one of the reasons why this pregnancy that I had this year was 
basically easy was because I had the balance of the podcast to help me exert, to help me connect, mm. to help my brain process and think of things other than this life inside of me. So I really have to thank this podcast for wow, keeping Rachel. my oh, life Ooh, even keeled. I'm going to cry, I'm girl. sorry. It's the last <laughs> episode of the good. season, yeah. right? I have girl, a lot to say. I've made people cry in a while, so this is your, you do for one to end the year. Okay. I'll feel you, girl. Come on. But I think this podcast serves as a vice for many other people as well. It wasn't just for me during the pregnancy. Mm. We've had comments that people are like, you turned my day upside down in a good way. Right. It started off shitty and it ended awesome listening to the podcast. Like we hear this over and over and over again. And I cannot tell you guys how good it makes us feel That's because true. we're here working our butts off. Yeah. This is this mm -hmm. is a job. And I just want to chime in. I think also for a Dominican that grew up in Connecticut in a small town where I didn't see Dominicans all the time, one of the best comments are people that move from a city and are living now in a very small town and they feel for an hour a week that they're back in New York or they're with their Latinos and bugging out. So that means a lot from somebody that's experienced that when I was a kid. Now hearing that as an adult is dope. Wait, you grew up in Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people tell me that, though. I grew up in Connecticut. <laughs> so anyway, on that note, we really have to thank all of the supporters, the advertisers, yes. the listeners, yes. the fans, yes. our families for yes. allowing us to have this time together because yes. this is time consuming. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, we also have to thank the people that make this podcast possible week after week after week. Yes. So we have some shout outs. We want to shout out Hendel. Yeah, Hendo. Yeah, Hendo. Shout out. Thank you, brother. Thank yeah, you, Hendo. I love, I love Hendo, man. Rocio. Rocio, thank you. Thank you, Rocio. Thank you, Rocio. Chastity. Thank you, Chastity. Thank you for everything, Chastity. Candy. Candy, thank you. We got to thank Desiree. Remember Desiree? Desiree? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you, Desiree. Yes. Thank you to Tibby. Tibby, yeah, thank you, brother. Tibby. Come on, Tibby. Wait, Tibby. 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 Tibby, right now, here's your chance. Play your best uh, sound effect right now. <laughs> Go out with a bang. <laughs> Come on. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> that's, why we pay the, that's why we pay in the big bucks. Yes, son. Also to Brian's, Yanni. Thank you to everyone. Yeah. Thank you to Revolver. We have to shout out Iris, Maria, Tracy, and Jack mm -hmm. on the back end for yes. helping this podcast do what it does every week for listeners. And um, thank you guys. You know, thank you guys for uplifting us here, one another. We we always, you know, we bring each other to better places as a unit here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to get all sentimental <laughs> and shit, but the end of a season is also a little hard to digest because it means I'm not going to be here for a few weeks personally. Um and it means that we're going to come back stronger. But it is also because, you know, when we had the season finale, like in July, that was one thing. But this is the end of the year. This is our second full year that we've done this. Podcasting. And it's been an amazing experience. I'm looking forward to 2019. But it's been really, really dope. We've done, This is our 85th episode overall. Yeah, wow. so wow. 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 That's year. awesome. Yeah. It's around Frank's age. But. Damn. Uh, Damn. I had to do one last one. Come on, bro. Come on. 
I'm trying to make the awards next year. We have an awards uh, episode. I wanted to have the best deaths. Anyways, no, thank you, Rachel, for believing in the concept of doing a podcast. Because I know sometimes when something is foreign, you're like, Mike, no one does podcasts, okay? <laughs> Stupid. Talk. We talk about this a lot. But Let me do like two weeks of research and find out if this is true or not. He was just like, let's do a podcast. And that was my reaction. I was like, no. What? Who listens to podcasts? Ew. And then I was like, but I always say this. I give you your props. It was a genius idea. Thank you. I'm not saying that again. Okay. What were you going to so, say, Jamie? No, I'm saying Rachel's always, she's like that with everything. Like even when Instagram came, I was like, who's going to just go to a site to just look at pictures? <laughs> There's photo albums for that. I was like, they would have touched on phone. I was like, I like the rotary dial. Why do we need to, what? On that note, it's a wrap and we will come back fresh, recalibrated with all new shit for 2019 because we're going to one up what we did. But what we did was pretty spectacular my friends mm, mm, mm. just saying no doubt i don't want to say goodbye oh no i'm not ready oh. i'm not ready I'm you, not gotta, ready. you gotta do it we out I, i'm not ready for it yet somebody say a joke jamie say a joke or something i handle i know we have to start wrapping up, <laughs> have to start wrapping up. <laughs> that, was genius. Yo, genius. that wasn't a joke that was actually a direct <laughs> order from the, from the producer all right well happy holidays to everyone God bless. Thank you. We out! Yeah! What a great way to end the year. Happy New Year! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.